Who welcome to another episode of the Good Guys Podcast. My name is Brandon Nixon. I am a happily married man and a humble father of four. And as always, I am joined by none other than the honorable, the reverend, Slim Rev, aka Joshua Eze. What's good, BD? How you feeling, my brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm here. It's been a few weeks, but I'm ready to rock. Ready to rock. Looks like we all, we both survived, bro. Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, bro. Mm, Yes, the holidays are finally over. Families have gone back to their respective homes. The Christmas tree should be down. Mine's not. See? Man, listen. Nah, my wife just loves... It's gotta be down by New Year's. Nah, my wife loves Christmas, bro. Mine does, too, but... I don't allow it. I don't allow it. You 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 can't you can't bruh, put up Christmas bruh. decorations until after Thanksgiving. You can't do it before, and they have to be down by New Year's. Bro, you are you are not within your first your first uh, rookie contract, bro. Mm. I'm still I'm still under my rookie contract, bro. There's nothing I can say right now, bro. I'm playing for the next. <laughs> I'm playing for a max deal right now, BD. You got your max. I got the max deal. I got some leverage within the organization. Yeah, you got some leverage within the organization, bro. I'm still, listen, I got to be there first. First player there. I got to listen. I got to get these numbers up, bro. If you want the tree up, we keep the tree up. It's cool. Hey, we keeping the tree up. <laughs> hey, pick your battles. Pick your battles, ma'am. Listen, I'm in, I don't know if I'm in contract year yet, but I can take about two more years until I'm in the contract year. All right, I understand. I understand. Mm-hmm. But anyway... We are back, and we're going to get this thing rolling. Um, if you have not done so already and you enjoy the Good Guys Podcast, <clears throat> please hit the subscribe button, okay? Hit the bell so that you get post notifications. Help us grow here at the Good Guys Podcast. We are only about 250 or so subscribers from hitting 1K, guys. Ooh. I don't know what we're going to do for 1K, but we're going to do something. And I'm excited about it. So help us out. Hit the subscribe button so that you know when we're coming out with new content. And also hit the like button. Smash that like button. So YouTube will 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 uh, recommend our comment uh, content to more people. Okay? Listen, Get in the, the comments. We're the underdogs, man. We're trying to rise up, man. That's right. I heard some people saying in the comments that we should have a TV show. Well, help us out. Hit the like button so we can get a TV show one day. I don't know about I TV. Know. I don't yeah. know if it's actually going to happen. Yeah. Nah, I don't think we want to go TV route. I just think we just want to create our own company. That's Start our own mass media company, bro, and take over for clean, good comedy, man. Absolutely. That's the mission here at the Good Guys Podcast, to bring you guys good, clean comedy with some advice sprinkled in there, you know, like Salt Bay. Mm, a little of good advice. Okay, BD, I see. Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Oh, so so that's where we're going, and that's where we're going in twenty twenty. You just going, bro? Right? You got, bro? You got the Mister Rogers sweater on, bro. If you I would have known that, if I knew that this was the Mister Rogers episode, I would have got my Mister Rogers sweater, bro. Hey, look, man, we're the good guys. Okay, we're married. I've got the Mister Rogers swag going in twenty twenty, and there's nothing wrong with that. I okay, bro. Matter of fact, every episode I'm coming with a Mister Rogers sweater. Oh, you 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 want to you want to start that war, sir? That's that's the swag in 2020, Mr. Right, Rogers. T- until May. 
Right. Nah, BB. If you wanna, if you wanna be successful as bad as you wanna breathe. <laughs> no, if you right. what say, what did Eric Thomas say? If you wanna, when you wanna be successful as bad as you wanna breathe, <laughs> you'll be successful. Hey, <laughs> right, look, man. I can't breathe right now. I got this sweater on. It, <laughs> nah, it's bro. 95 degrees hey, outside. Man, I got these performance uh, clothes on, man. I see you. Oh, appreciate you, bro. All right. Anyway, anyway. We're going to go ahead and get into uh, today's episode. And I think we've got a really good one here today. We're going to start as we customarily do with the weekly airing of grievances. <clears throat> I've got one today, Josh, that has really been a thorn in my side for a very long time. Hmm. All right. As I'm sure you all know, they call me the father of four. I have four children. Okay. And children are a blessing. They're wonderful. Um, there's a lot of a lot of positives to having kids. Okay. But there's some negatives as well. Hmm. Okay. When you have kids, you learn that nothing that you own or hold dear is safe. Especially electronics. Okay? My weekly airing of grievances, why do kids always find the need to mess with your stuff, with your electronics, with your gadgets. And not only that, how do they manage to be so particularly good? It's like they have a specific a set of skills, hmm. and that is to disable any electronic device that you may have. I don't even know how to, uh, case in point, okay? Mm -hmm. My iPhone. Now, now this is, this is my old iPhone, okay? I got the new iPhone, but I still have my old iPhone 6, 6, I think it's a 6. Oh. I still, I mean, I still have my music on there, I still have some games on there, I still play it every now and again. Uh, it's not that big of a deal to me, but it's still out. My kids got to the iPhone, and they messed with it so bad to the point, I pick up the iPhone, and it says the iPhone is disabled. I'm not talking about the disabled. They played with it before and it said the iPhone is disabled for five minutes. Cool. Okay. They played with it before and it said the iPhone is disabled for 30 minutes. Chill out. Come back in 30 minutes. You're good. I've even seen them mess it up to the point where it says the iPhone disabled for an hour. Whoa. Okay. But this time, this time, J.E.? The iPhone is disabled. There's no time limit. It's just disabled. I, I, I turn it off and I turn it back on. The iPhone is disabled. I, 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 how do you even, how do you disable the iPhone completely? Wow. They have completely disabled this iPhone, Josh. I don't know how to unlock it. I'll probably have to go to the Apple store, which I'm not going to do because it's an iPhone 6 and I'm not going to go in there with an iPhone 6. They're going to laugh at me. They're not going to accept you. They're not even, they're going to, I don't think you're our clientele. I don't think you're our kind of customer. This is an iPhone, <laughs> sir. It's it's from Apple. It's an iPhone 6. I, I think you're looking for the, um, uh, go over to Best Buy or something. This is the Apple store. Mm -hmm. They disabled the iPhone. How do you do that? 
completely disabled, no time limit, indefinite disablement of the iPhone. Hmm. When I'm trying to edit, you know, the podcast and things like that. Hold up now. Yes. I've got yeah. videos on the, 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 the computer loading. You know, I'm uploading. You know how long it takes to upload stuff. Come in. Computer's been unplugged from the wall. Got to start all over. Why? Out of all the buttons on a computer, you got the keyboard. You got the keyboard. All these buttons. Press all of these. Press them. All of them. But the power button on the monitor. There's a camera. There's all kinds of stuff around here. How did you manage to get to the one thing? The one thing. The one thing that would completely disrupt everything that I have worked so hard for. How did you know to go to the power cord? There's so many other cords that you could have pulled. I've got the microphone plugged in. You could have unplugged that. I've got the lamp plugged in. You could have unplugged that. How? How? It's like they're genetically predisposed to find out how to disable your electronics. I just don't understand, J.E. <clears throat> B.D., I'm not even trying to understand. I'm going to make sure I stand my ground. Please. See, it's only see, right. see, man, I work at elementary school and these are not my kids. So I have a totally different. There's no chem chemical connection. <laughs> there's nothing in me that's going to keep me from 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 spasm. So I love them. Mm -hmm. Don't I love them like they're my. Anyway, uh, <laughs> don't, don't, don't get the love. line. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't lie, man. I'm a man of God. <laughs> but some of these kids, man, I, bro, they're they are. I, I can't wait to have my own BD, but man, working in elementary school, man, just realizes that you got to protect everything. Like, like literally, I have to lock my, like, bro, they know how to jimmy my door, bro. Of course they, of course they do. Of course. <laughs> the kids, <laughs> the school, the school. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> um, just, 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 just understand you could have a bunch of locks. They're going to find a way to pick up. <laughs> I was like, y'all love me that much to break in. <laughs> like, yo, bro, I'll be hearing, they, they tried it because I got two doors to my office. Mm -hmm. They'll try the downstairs door, the door. I hit a knob twisting. I said, oh, they coming like zombies. <laughs> they start twisting the door and I'm like, dang, they're going to come to the one they Jimmy open. Bro, they're pushing it. They're, they're grabbing their friends. Help us. I'm like, bro, no, no, I don't, I don't want to see y'all. I done saw y'all since 730 this morning. And they always want to eat lunch with me, man. And then next thing you know, I'm like, I'm surrounded by kids, man. And and, and, I, and I'm scared for my life because I'm like, dang, where did I put my ring? Where did I put my phone? <laughs> where did I put? Because these kids are like, ooh, mine's. They, see, they, see, 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 they live in a culture that that knows how to jimmy and know how to shimmy. And they right. take stuff, they jimmy, they take your stuff and shimmy your weight. Mm. Bruh, I, when I have kids, man, uh, but see, I think the problem the problem is not the kids, BD. Okay. What's making me scared or worried is that the wife is the problem. Mm. The wife is the problem. The mother is the problem, BD. Okay. Okay. They, they just let this behavior go. Mm. Man, I'm like, bro, I see it in my wife's eyes with my nieces. Right. My, the littles one. I'm like, no, don't let her get away with that. And I'm scared with that when we have kids. They're gonna be like, well, touch your daddy stuff. Get they're just gonna. Is there something about men that kids wanna? Do they attack your wife's stuff? Do they go after your wife's makeup? Do they go after your wife's electronics? No. 
She has a whole vanity, you know, uh, desk in her room, you know, with the cool LED lights. Spotless. Mess with her stuff. Why do you have to mess with mine? Bruh, it's going to be, I'm going to have this, I'm going to sit him down at two months old, bruh. (laughs) And I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to talk to these, my kids and be like, look, man, don't. Don't come to me 15 years later talk about you dealt with rejection because I locked doors and stuff. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be talking about no depression and stuff. No, there's just, no, no, no. That's my orange juice. I'm going to have my own refrigerator. I'm going to have my own stuff because this has to end, bro. This has to end. This You cannot just come in. And, bro, when I, my phone. These kids at my school, I'm like, why is my phone got a layer of crust and dried up sugar stains? <laughs> I can't, I can't even swipe my phone no more. <laughs> I'm like, bro, do you not understand? Your fingers are dirty, bro. I be walking through the cafeteria, man. It's a war zone, bro. Surrounded uh-huh. by landmines of sticky fingers, bro. I'm like, man, listen, listen, listen. Understand, man. If you're going to come and give Mr. Ezzy a hug, man, check your fingers, bruh. I hate man. I hate mayonnaise, yo. I hate mustard. And, <laughs> and are you talking about there's nothing worse when I... Is that mustard on my sweater? Uh, is that mayonnaise on my wrist? Uh, Kids, man. I don't know, BD. I, uh, I, I'm nervous, man. I want kids, but, man, I'm, I'm just going to have to establish systems, BD. Uh-huh. To keep me from not going crazy, I'm not going. I'm not abusive. Right. I just, I just know that. Oh, you touch that, then it's going to be an extra lock on the door. Oh, you got through that barrier. I'm going to put a key code in there. Oh, you got through that. It's um, you know, it, it's it's one of the challenges of parenthood because I mean, you want to teach <clears throat> your kids, you know, to to be unselfish. You want to teach your kids, you know, to share. No, you know, but at the same time, it's like I want you to share your things, okay? Share your <laughs> toys with your brothers, okay? When it comes to dad, I'm not sharing, okay? Yeah, there man, will and- be no sharing. These are my things, okay? That that last slice of pie in the refrigerator, that is dad's. Don't ask your mom, can we have that pie for dessert? No. Because number one, she's going to say yes, and that is an issue that we have to address. I don't, I, I don't understand. No, you can't have the last of anything. The last of anything in the house, okay, belongs to me. All right. Bruh. I'm thinking, I because you, you could, you got to understand. As a man, we plan our days around these things. Okay. If there's one last slice of that sweet potato pie from Thanksgiving, oh, and it's in the man. refrigerator. I'm thinking about that all, all day, bro. My mouth be watery, bro. Driving home, bro, and then my wife has the nerve to eat it. Bro, come on, man. Come on, man. Like we, 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 we are the, we are at the bottom of the totem pole everywhere. Yes. We are unrec. We, people don't recognize us until we old and about to be dead. That's right. When you see that pie in the refrigerator, <clears throat> when you see that corner of juice, juice in the corner. Ooh, it's on, there for a reason. I don't know why the juice in the corner <laughs> is so refreshing, bro. <clears throat> I, I, don't touch it, man. 
Because we are practical, but but women, they get so caught up in the moment. They see their kids' eyes. I can look in a kid's eye and still maintain what I have planned for my day. There's nothing. I don't care how much you beg. Kids be begging me. I don't care how much you beg. Man, I came in one day with two. My wife probably still asleep. I came came from Bojangles with two cinnamon biscuits. And the kid in ISS had the nerve. Uh-uh. to look at me and say, Mr. Ezzy, you know you ain't going to eat two. I looked at me and I <laughs> stuck my fork in that biscuit. And I didn't take my all film till I got to the last <laughs> bit of icing. There's nothing you can do to make me change what I deem makes me happy. Women you, have some kind of special connection, you know, with kids. And it's probably because they, you know, they, they carry them in the womb. They no, have that. They have a special connection that we don't have. Not. Like when those kids ask for my last piece of pie, they've got a twinkle in their eye. They've got a, a, a glow to them that a mother <clears throat> just cannot turn down. But they know. Don't ask dad. Because they can come to me just as sweet and cute as they possibly want to. They can have the twinkle in their eye. They can have the the, the boyish glow. And it doesn't matter. I will stare at them as stone cold as possible. No, you cannot have that last piece of pie. It is mine. Okay? And as a matter of fact, I'm offended that you asked. Because I want you to understand. I, I... I, okay, I don't think you understand. I don't think kids understand the hierarchy uh, of the home. And and I can understand why, okay? In my mind, I'm the king of the household, but they probably see me cater to what my wife wants and her get her way most of the time. So they probably think that she is running the show, but in reality, or at least in my mind, I run the show, okay? So that last piece of pie, it's mine. The big piece of chicken, it's mine. Don't you dare ask for the big piece of chicken. Chris uh, Rock talked about this a long time ago. That belongs to the man. Yes. Okay? Yes. Actually, the whole box belongs to us, but we're nice enough to share. It's out of the kindness of my heart. Kids got it twisted. They got it twisted. Just because we have multiple TVs and there's one that happens to be in your play area (laughs) doesn't mean that's your TV. I come up. up, Listen, I'm going to post up in your room, bro. Nah, we watching this. Exactly. (laughs) If my my wife's watching the TV down there, I'm coming up to your area (laughs) and I'm watching the TV. And my son has the nerve to say to me, uh, Dad, you just turned the channel. This is on my TV. Why don't you watch your TV? Ooh, I was like, <laughs> Bro, this is why I get a Sharpie. Time out. Time out. <laughs> my TV. Let me make one thing clear. <clears throat> this TV is my TV. The TV downstairs. <laughs> my TV. The TV in my bedroom. My TV. All of the TVs are my TVs, okay? That toy that you just played with, it's my toy. That (laughs) tablet that you have, (laughs) it's my tablet. 
out of the kindness of my heart yes. and the generosity in my that's right, soul, that's right, that's right. I allow you to use these items as your father because I'm a good father. I'm a gracious father and yes. I allow you to use these things. But make no mistake, young ward, these things belong <laughs> to me. Okay? They're all mine. It's all mine. Hey, Shandola. Kids got to twist it. Man, bro, I know I'm gonna be petty with kids, with my kids. I'm gonna be petty, bro, because I'm gonna teach them through pettiness. I'm gonna teach them through pettiness. You have one time to say that this is your TV. <laughs> I will be there for hours, <laughs> hours, and I'm, you're not leaving either. Don't cry for your mom. She can't mm -mm. save you. She can't save you. Because I'm going to look her in the <clears> eye and say, no, this lesson must be learned. And that's one thing I think is the women that keeps sound, life-saving, life-changing lessons from materializing in kids' minds at a young age. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me no when this is a teaching moment. <laughs> I know I've been in here for four hours, but he must understand. <laughs> I know I've been here for four hours. Not have not been productive one bit. Oh man, there was this kid in ISS the other day, man. My pettiness went to another roof. <laughs> my pettiness. My pettiness went through the roof. Mr. Ezzy, I mean, just talking crazy in ISS, just crying and stuff. So I had to go outside, it was like 26 degrees. Mr. Ezzy, I need my jacket. I said, you got a jacket right now, I need my big coat. Boy, I stayed outside for <laughs> I was walking to different places. I said, man, listen, you don't want to come in. And he was like, Miss Daz, you got a heater in your room. I unplugged the heater. It's going to be cold in here today. Your pettiness knows no bounds. My pettiness has no boundaries. It is from everlasting to everlasting. <laughs> from the east, as far as the east, as far it's from as the, the east, west. It's from the west. When you so get me to the Joshua so is Joshua, soon as you get me to pettiness. But there's a lot of patience between. Uh, listen, there's a lot of patience in between. <laughs> I'm patient, but when you get me to that peak of pettiness, <laughs> bruh, I will go to the extreme, bruh. Even in basketball, when people be petty with me in basketball, bruh, I take next level. <laughs> next. next level, bro. That's why I, I, I'm just going to have to pray because mm. it's going it's to be tough not to be petty, BD. Mm. Did he do that one time? I texted you one time and I sent the perfect animal emoji for pettiness. <laughs> I said, I sent you a porcupine. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I was like, what is this? That's a porcupine, bro. Porcupines are petty, bro. Okay. Petty porcupine. Ah, that sounds so soft. Anyway. All right. Well, that's enough of that. I had to get that off my chest. I'm sorry. It, it built up. I had some time off over the holidays. <clears throat> kids was just, you know, the kids will try you, man. Man, why do they want to try you, bro? Like, and man, the thing about these kids at my school, man, they try you like an adult. <laughs> then when you clap back as an adult, they start crying. I'm like, no, don't cry. No, no. You tried me as an adult. No, you don't come at me because what they be watching these TV shows, they be around mm -hmm. these, they listen to these thug rappers, and they think they can come try you. Now, I don't put my hands on them. I just try them with a vocabulary that their minds can't comprehend. Exactly. And, and when their brains get jumbled, Mr. Azzy says some big words. Yeah. And they start crying. I'm like, bro, why are you crying, bro? Or when I tell them facts that, man, by 13, you may be in prison. 
About <laughs> 17, not 13. I'm like, at 17, bro, you ain't going to make it acting like that. Miss Lewis said I'm going to prison. Bruh, you can't read. <laughs> oh, God. Jeez. No, no, man. They got, it's, it's when you're patient over time, you be patient. But then when they start getting all feeling themselves, can they think Mr. Ezzy's super nice? I'm like, look, man, you keep acting like this, and you come, I'm trying to get stuff done, and you come, you, I see you in ISS all the time. There's other kids I'm trying to help, and you got to hold me up all day? Mm. Bruh, read a book, bruh. And I put the book in front of them, an easy-to-read book. I'm like, bruh, you can't read that? This is a horse. You can't read that, bro? <laughs> it's, got a, it's got a picture right here of a horse, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> you said house. That ain't no house, bruh. That's a horse. Oh, man. I, be, no. I, I got to get real with them, bruh, because I'm like, bruh, Man, you gonna like you setting yourself hey, up for failure, bro. All jokes aside, somebody gotta keep it real. That's the problem, though. Don't nobody keep it real with nobody them, and keep they go it along real. thinking that that that's bruh, cool. Bruh, and yeah. then people, hey, and they'll let us. They'll let you. That I don't want to turn into racial. They'll let you slide right on through, not being able to read and tell what the difference is from horse and house. And they'll, oh yeah, Johnny, you're doing fine. Yep, no. you're good. And then when you get to the real world, they're like, bro, you can't read. You can't do nothing bruh, for these, me. These kids walking like penguins because they got them new Joy 11s. Walking like penguins, talking about, I don't want no creases in my Jordans, but you can't read a book. If I asked you to spell Jordan with the Jordan still on your feet, you still probably couldn't spell Jordan. That's crazy, bro. Bro, take your shoe off and read the name on the back of it, bro. Mm. That's why you got to be petty sometimes. You got to just say, you know what? You're going to prison at 17 if you don't change your ways. And I'm going to come visit you because my pettiness has no bounds. <laughs> I will testify against you. Yes, Your Honor. The boy couldn't spell, couldn't read house between horse. <clears throat> Lock him up. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Nah, I'm, that's why I'm in the community in the schools saving these kids, man. It's good, man. It's good work that you do, my brother. Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to go ahead and transition into <clears throat> the substance portion of the podcast. Um, what are we talking about today? Oh, yeah, we're talking about attraction. Are you attractive enough? Mm. Okay. It's going to be heavy. Okay. Not, not too heavy. Just enough to get you to think about life. <clears throat> Today we're going to be talking about, are you attractive enough? Do you have holistic attraction? How attractive are you really? There's three things we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what does it mean to be attractive? What you must do to boost your attraction? And number three, signs you're attractive enough. My goal is to get done with this in 30 minutes and I shall. Three things again, what does it mean to be attractive? What you must do to boost your attraction? signs you're attractive enough. Let's start with what does it mean to be attractive? The definition of attraction is this BD, a person or thing that draws. Attraction by definition is a person or a thing that draws. I have a couple points that goes with this that will kind of help you make sense of this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number one, you draw what's been drawn. You draw what's been drawn. In other words, what you draw matches the picture that has already been drawn in your mind or heart. You predominantly will draw 
what you have allowed to be drawn on your heart and mind, meaning this, whoever has the paintbrush, whoever has the pen, whoever is shaping your worldview, your perspective will determine what you predominantly draw. That's why you got to be very careful what you allow and who you allow to influence you because those individuals will hold the pen that draws a picture on your mind that, that, that will be the main image that you draw. The Bible talks about it in Romans 12. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to test what is the will of God, discern and test the will of God was good, acceptable and perfect. <coughs> Many people are not in position <clears throat> to draw the will of God, to draw what's good, to draw what's acceptable, and to draw what's perfect because they're in a process of conforming to an image. Right now, you are going in one or two directions. It's based upon <clears throat> your mind. Either you're being drawn to the conforming image of this world or you're being drawn to the transforming image of Christ. Either way, you're going in one or two directions. That's why I said you are drawing what has been drawn on your heart. The question is, what picture do you have in your mind? What picture of life? What is your perspective like? What do you see about yourself? What is it? Because you will draw predominantly that. Now, don't get me wrong. You can be a person who is whole and still draw broken pieces because you're just attractive. But but they won't be they they won't remain long, or you won't allow them to stay long <clears throat> because of the image that you have on the inside. So again. What does it mean to be attractive? Uh, the definition of attraction is a person or thing that draws. You draw what's been drawn. You bring to you what is, has been drawn on your heart. Next point. It means, <clears throat> what does it mean to be attractive? It means being able to keep drawing beyond the initial draw. <clears throat> Are you attractive enough to keep a person there? Are you attractive enough to keep that position for a long period of time? Are you attractive enough to endure? Many people uh, draw people to themselves because they're attractive externally, but they draw people away because they're unattractive internally. Being attractive, or what does it mean to be attractive, means that you're able to draw it, yeah, because you're, you look well, you're groomed, you got your, you got your external self together, but in order to keep a good thing, you got to be a good thing. You got to match that what's outside of you must match what's inside of you. If you're a high-quality person, a highly attractive person internally and externally, you will sustain the same level of, of attraction. That's why my question to you is, is can you keep what you're asking? Can you, can you maintain what you're trying to gain? Because everything in life worth anything, <clears throat> excuse me, has a maintenance fee. Marriage has maintenance. BD, we as husbands, I don't think women pay maintenance fees. Wives don't pay maintenance fees. We pay maintenance fees. There, there's a lot of extra expenses <laughs> that, that, that ladies don't have to worry about. And that's mm. in the category of maintenance. If you want a million dollars, you got to be able to handle the maintenance of it. If you want a marriage, you got to handle the maintenance of it. If you want anything in life, there is a maintenance fee. So you just can't be attractive enough to bring a thing. You got to be attractive enough to keep a thing. Let's keep going, BD. You all right? I'm good. What does it mean to be attractive? It means being able to keep drawing 
beyond the initial draw. As a husband, I want to keep my wife's attention. I want to keep her drawing. I want to keep her coming. I want to keep her uh, connected. I want to keep her uh, 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 intact in, uh, um, in, in a relationship. I don't want to get to a place where I got her into the marriage fold. I got her now, and now all of a sudden she's feel lonely in marriage. She feels like she, there's no connection there. I got to continue to sharpen myself and grow myself so the drawing continues. Let's go to the next point. Number four, what does it mean to be attractive? Let's talk about some things real quick. Three things real quick. Or four, three, three things. Your attraction must be active. You just can't be a stagnant person. You're attractive physically. <clears throat> you got a pretty face. You got a great job. You got an amazing car. You're attractive, but is your attraction active? So you got to always be active. That's what keeps the fuel going. That's what keeps the, the youth going. That's what keeps you uh, um, sustaining or maintaining what you have acquired in life. But so many people's attraction is only in face value. No, you got to have value beyond the face. You got to be able to say, you know what? Not only am I attractive physically, but I'm active with my attraction. Meaning that, uh, uh, like for men, women can care less about, listen, back in high school, you had you could get them with the hazel eyes. You can get them with the waves. You can get them with the with the car. You know what I'm saying? With the shiny uh, plastic rims from Walmart. You could get them then. Back in our day, not now, or right now. You can get them with the with the Charger, the Challenger. You can get them with the good car. But a real woman can care less about looking good in another man's car. She wants to know: Are you able to sustain life? Are you able to, to do well? And a lot of people have enough to get a thing, but their attraction is not active. A woman don't want no man who is not active in his purpose. Neither does a man want a woman who's not active in hers. So your attraction builds the more active you are. Your attraction must be, your attraction must attract purpose pieces only. You focus should be like, I'm only going to attract purpose pieces, or at least I'm only going to accept purpose pieces like I don't want to look a certain type of way because when you dress a certain type of way or carry yourself a certain type of way you draw what's familiar what because you'll become a familiar piece to other things I don't, if why am I gonna wear skinny jeans I don't want that attention you see what I'm saying you know you know well I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna talk about BD <clears throat> but I'm not gonna wear certain things that's gonna draw unnecessary attention I'm not gonna carry myself I'm not gonna go to the hood and act hood no I'm going to keep my doors locked and I'm going to keep driving and I'm going to run that red light. There's just certain, <laughs> there's just certain red lights I'm going to run. You know what I'm saying? When I'm in the hood and I got a black Durango, I drive a speed and I roll my window down. I put on my CMS badge. I, I do everything so the cop knows I'm trying to get to the good side of town. <laughs> I am not. I am not. <laughs> I am I'm not. Because, bro, I'm black, I'm big, and I'm bald-headed. And I got a beard. I match somebody's <clears throat> most wanted. You know what I'm saying? So what I do, I roll my window. I don't care if it's 22 degrees. You're going to see me. CMS. Oh, oh, okay, sir. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have no drugs. I have nothing. So I'm not going to go to a place to create a fictitious character and because I'm going to attract that. I'm going to draw that. So your attraction must be attract purpose pieces only. You should say, I'm going to position myself to where people of purpose, things of my purpose will be drawn to me. Last but not least for this point, your attract, your attraction BD must be intimidating. 
your attraction must be intimidating. Certain people will be attracted to you externally, but your internal attraction should be intimidating. Not not demeaning, but it should be intimidating. Oh, I oh I can't marry no one like you. Oh yeah, you out of my league. You're supposed to be out of a lot of people's leagues. You cannot be in a in, in a certain league. Like if you playing in the G League, you, you will never play LeBron. It's that simple. You will never get a chance to cross LeBron if you're in a D League. So when you are LeBron, if you are Kawhi Leonard in a, in a, in a higher league, you're not going to step down and play. They may be attracted to you. They may want to play in the NBA, but you'll never play in the G League. You see what I'm saying? And so what I mean by that is playing your league, executing your league. You see what I'm saying? It's going to be intimidating. You're supposed to be intimidating to certain people where they won't even think about it. You cute. You handsome. You got your life together. But some people going to look at you and be like, yeah, she ain't going to think twice about me. He ain't going to think twice about me. He's out of my league. She's out of my league. Anything on those points, BD, before I move on? Yeah, that's that's a good one right there. Um, when we talk about attraction and things like that. <clears throat> hey, you don't want to be attracting everybody. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're if you're if you're starting a business and you know, you need to know who your clientele is. That's right. Everybody's not your clientele. So, you know, you look at the difference between, uh, you know, a, a, a Honda and a, a, what is it, Tesla now? The Tesla or a Ferrari or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. They got different markets. Different okay. Markets. So, you know, a Honda's trying to attract a certain type of person. Ferrari's trying to attract a different type of person. You don't want to be <clears> attracting, <throat> you know, the Hondas of the world. You know, you got a different clientele. So... Just because you walk, you know, through the hood or whatever, and dude's not checking you out or stepping to you, that's fine. That means, like Josh said, like your 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 presence is intimidating to some people because they know they're not on that level. Certain people with like a 450 credit score and in and in between jobs, not gonna walk in a Ferrari dealer, nah. dealership because they know they can that's smell- intimidating. That's intimidating. They're gonna know that I'm not about this life as soon as I walk through the door. Yeah, if you're not carrying, that's how. Yeah, if you're not carrying a duffel bag in there, <laughs> they know you ain't. Exactly. So, you know, the way you carry yourself, the the, um, you know, the the individual that you are, the aura that you give off, should intimidate some people because that's the wrong people that you don't want. The right person is going to be like, okay, okay, I need to come correct. I need to make sure I got my game together before I step to him or her. So, And we all know what level everybody is on. We can look and see what level. If I see your skirt a certain type of way, I know what level you're on. And don't try to mask it as, well, I'm trying to be cute. Nah, you just, you're you not. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's certain type of men that are not going to be attracted to certain type of women. And there's a certain type of women uh there's a certain type of man and a woman that's going to be attracted to. It's just because we are purpose people. Like, I got to pick pieces that helps my purpose. True attraction is, is I'm not going to attach myself to anything that's going to subtract me from my purpose. So we know what markets, and but you can't compromise your market. You got to mark yourself up to the market that you want to be and don't mark yourself down. Everybody should be at a certain market, but unfortunately with free will, not everybody's willing to be marked up. Not, not everybody's willing to go to the place that God created them to plead, which is a place of dignity. But you got to get a, in a, in a certain mind frame, a mindset that says, you know what? I have the right to select purpose pieces only. 
and you can be in whatever market you want to be in. It is not like Josh said back in high school. Yes, looks, you know, was the primary determining factor. As an adult, as you get older, you can be in whatever market you look in because I'm. Um, whatever mark you want to be it because it doesn't have so much to do with looks it has to do with what's on the inside so you might need to you know change the way you know dress a certain way you might need to start reading some books getting some knowledge gain some skills gain some you know uh, 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 things that are going to make you more valuable more attractive to someone who's on that level and once you get on that level it doesn't matter like you know what I mean you can attract whatever clientele, you can attract right. whatever significant other that you want to, but you have to build that value up in yourself. And that's how you do it. Like, I don't mind, I don't mind. See, in life, you're going to attract people that's like, especially in ministry. Ministry is different. You're going to draw people because that's discipleship. But that's the difference between giving someone your love and giving someone your heart. I'm right. only going to give people my heart who has earned it. Everybody else can get love. You know, people, I'm not sitting there saying that, oh, you're not on my level, so I'm not going to speak to you. You're not on my level, I'm not going to greet you. No, everyone has, is, is an even level plane when it comes to love and kindness. Right. Equal level plane. But when it comes to your heart, when it comes right, to your right. time, when it comes to your money, you got to be okay with saying, no, I'm too attractive for this. I'm not going to waste my time in the hood in your living room and it's, you call this a date. Ladies, you right. see what I'm saying? You, I'm not about to come down to your level to, to, to make you feel comfortable. <clears throat> no, I, my presence should make you uncomfortable. It should make you want to level up or it should make you want to leave. <clears throat> my presence should not make you want to level out. No, no, my presence should either make you want to do two things, level up or lev or leave. That's it. Because it, my presence should make you uncomfortable. My vocabulary should make you uncomfortable. My mindset, the way I think, should make you uncomfortable. But when it comes to love, every that's an even playing field. It's leveled. Everyone gets your love. Now, make, let me make sure I make this make sense because a lot of people may not know the difference between love and heart. Love is kindness. We're talking about kindness. Hey, how you doing? Um, everything okay? Good? Some, some of that is limited. Like if it's a person that's an ex, you just give them the wave the deuces the head nod you keep moving that's that's kind of kindness everybody at least gets 30 seconds of my time who you are in my life will determine how much how many minutes you get that's my love when it comes to my heart that's my vulnerability that's my fears that's my my concerns that's my joys that's my identity nobody get not anybody got that now my wife and god gets the premium of that other people may get a piece in my heart because that's family, that's people I care about, etc. But when it comes to love, maybe we'll do a video on this later because I don't have time to break that down because there's too many layers to that. But right. we we may do it in, a, in the next episode or so. Okay. All right, let's keep going. Um, what you must do to boost your attraction. I have nine things real quick. I'm going to go through these real quick because I got to get to what me and BD can share. I think I still got 15 minutes left. <clears throat> what you must do to boost your attraction. Number one, you must have traction. You must have traction. 
You have to have a grip on your life so that you don't slip through life. You got to have traction. Your attraction must have traction, meaning it must have grip. It must have grit. It must be able to say, you know what? I'm going somewhere. I don't slip. I got my life together. I got my belt of truth fast, and I got a grip on myself. I got a grip on life. That's what makes you attractive. That's what boosts your attraction. If you're slipping through life, slipping through money, slipping through relationships, and you're slippery and you got no traction, how are you going to run your race effectively? You know what I'm saying? I don't care what the, what the what the environment is. Make sure your shoes are shod. Make sure your shoes got grip. Make sure your shoes are new. Make sure your shoes are good. And make sure you have traction. And make sure that you're not living a life that's slipping. In order to boost your attraction, you must have traction. You must have a track record. You must actually have evidence that you are actually uh, uh, the person that can sustain whatever that you're trying to track. Do not set yourself up to attract something when you know you have no traction in your life. And most people, they try, they put themselves out there on dating websites and make themselves available, staying at the gym longer than they should, coming around the dumbbells so they can be seen doing squats. Like you're, you're setting yourself up to attract the man, attract the woman, attract people, and you have no traction in life. If you're slipping, if there's slippage anywhere in your life, if you're slipping anywhere in your life, do not make yourself available. Anything on that BD or I can, I can keep going. Keep going. All right. What you must do to boost your attraction, you must have traction. You must have grip so that you don't slip. What you must do to boost your attraction, number two, you must have positive actions. You see the word attraction? There's two words in attraction. Traction and action. There must be action in your traction. You just can't have traction in the past. You got to have positive actions to keep the race going. To, like... If, if, if we don't improve in this podcast, the podcast won't get better. If we don't implement positive action, if we don't implement action anywhere in our life, positive action, we won't prosper. <clears throat> what you must do to boost your attraction, you must make some tractions. Sometimes the best way to add to your life is to subtract things out your life. If you want to boost your attraction, you got to say, I got to subtract these type of habits. I got to subtract this type of way of looking. I just can't grow my hair out all crazy and expect to have a job. I got to start subtracting certain things to make me more attractive. Make me more attractive, not to people uh, outside of my purpose, but the things that are within my purpose. What you must do to boost your attraction, you must make subtractions. What do you need to subtract out of your life to make you more attractive? What you must do to boost your attraction, next point, you must have some you must have gone through some contractions. In other words, man, if you ain't birthed now, you ain't attractive. <clears throat> Nobody cares about your dream if it ain't birthed. Nobody cares about your idea if it hasn't been birthed. You gotta go through the pains, the contractual pains of birth. So many people are, 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 can you help me with my dream? Um, like, no, if you ain't willing to help your own dream, nobody's going to help support your dream. Your attraction boosts when you have gone through contractions and when type, when life gets rough, you know how to adapt. Most people don't have the ability to adapt. They don't have adaptability. Like, 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 like you got to be able to go through life. A lot of people have ability, but they don't have adaptability. Like life is going to throw monkey wrenches, curveballs, and you got to learn how to adapt. So in order to boost your attraction, you must have gone through contractions. You know what it's like to birth something because a person of purpose already have birthed things. They have, they already birthed things and that's what's going to make you attractive. What you must do to boost your attraction you must make proper transactions. You're, you're, you got to make proper investments, not just money. What boosts your attraction is you know how to make proper transactions. You're good with your money. 
You good with your time. You good with your attention. Those are three things we pay every day. <clears throat> we pay through money. We pay through attention and we pay through time. Those are valuable assets. Where you spend your time, where you pay your attention and where you spend your money shows a whole lot about you. In order to boost your attraction, you got to make proper transactions with your money, with your attention, and with your time. Not everything deserves your time. Not everything deserves your attention, and not everything deserves your money. Anything on that, BD? Keep right on going. What you must do to boost your attraction, you must know how to avoid distractions. That's self-explanatory. Distractions will come against your marriage, against your ministry, against your money, against your mind. And you got to make sure you know how to avoid distractions all the time. <laughs> Bars. What you must do to boost your attraction? You must be good with interactions. Nobody wants to marry nobody who don't know how to be, who are not people people. Like, the, the higher you go, you have to understand people. It, the more successful you are will determine how successful you are in interactions. If you want to be attractive, <clears throat> you don't want to marry somebody and you got a, and you're, got a career and y'all have those career functions and he don't know how to carry himself. She don't know how to carry herself in certain environments. You boost your attractions when you know how to become all things to all people that you might win some. What you must do to boost your attraction? You must be good with... I already said that. What you must, good, what you must do to boost your attraction? You must be able to do extractions. I know BD. See, when you get a preacher, the substance category, we, we, we'll find every word. I'll sift through every word that'll make sense to at least one. You must be able to do extractions. You got to be a person who knows how to pull the best out of people. Extract the best. That's what makes you, that's why people love what we do. We're, we're our goal, we're extractors. Our goal, we're attractive. This podcast is attractive because we extract. We, we're giving you free, valuable information that if you apply will extract out of you your best that's what makes you attractive in any field if you can't pull the best out of people people won't give you their best and that's what you gotta understand value attracts value value gathers value if you're not a valuable person people ain't gonna pay you to do anything if you don't have extractable ability what you must do to boost your attraction last but definitely not least this should be number one but i made it last to give it more emphasis mm. What you must do to boost your attraction, you must embrace and accept God's satisfaction. Jesus was God's satisfaction. God in the flesh appeased the wrath of God. And if you have yet to accept his satisfaction, then you're not going to be successful in his life. You are more attractive when you are attractive to God. Not just attractive. See, there's two types of attraction when it comes to God. You are attractive to God because you are son or daughter. You become even more attractive when you're useful. <laughs> See, <clears throat> BD has four kids. I'm sure when they get older, um, he's going to love all of his kids equally, but he's not going to trust all of his kids equally. You see what I'm saying? There's, there's going to be a son that's going to rise up and be a little bit more uh, uh, um, committed, a little bit more effective, a little bit more useful. He love, he don't, He's not going to love that son more than the other sons. He's just going to say, I can trust that one a little bit more. And that's how it is. I want to always be attractive to God. God be like, oh, I'll, if I give this to Josh, he's going to get it done. If I give this to BD, he's going to get it done. But, 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 what, but the key theme of what I'm trying to say here is when you have accepted Christ in your heart, man, and you, you accepted God's satisfaction, what appeases him, what makes you his son or daughter, man, you even more attractive. Because not only do you have all the other things, but you have Christ backing you. 
What you must do to boost your attraction, you must have traction. You must have past, uh, positive actions. You must uh, make subtractions. You must have gone through contractions. You must make proper transactions. You must know how to avoid distractions. You must be good at interactions. You must be able to do extractions. And you must know how to avoid distractions. And you must be, you must accept and embrace God's satisfaction. Whew. <coughs> I don't know if that was a sermon or a rap <laughs> <laughs> It was a lot of rhyming. Was a lot of rhyming. I feel like Eminem, bro. Yeah. Now, where did I want to get to where me and BD, I'm sure BD has a lot of points to share. Um, signs you're attractive enough. Signs you're attractive enough, meaning holistically attractive. But before I get into my points, let me give you the definition of the word enough. Enough is a powerful word. Definition enough means adequate for a want or need, sufficient for the purpose of, to satisfy desires. That's what enough means. Adequate for a want or need, sufficient for the purpose of a thing, to satisfy the desires of a thing. Now, signs you're attractive enough. Keep that definition in mind as you walk with this. You know you're attractive enough when, and I spelt the word enough, E-N-O-U-G-H. You know you're attractive enough. BD, don't hate. You know you're attractive <laughs> enough when E, enough is enough. You know you're attractive enough when enough is enough. That's a double entendre. You are attractive enough for marriage, attractive enough for ministry, attractive enough for greater level sums of money. When enough is enough, two ways. Number one, when you are sick of being who you are. Enough is enough with these habits. Enough is enough living this way. You know you're attractive enough when you have already had that moment in your life, when you have already made a decision. We're talking about that decision was made years ago where you said enough is enough. I'm going to stop this habit. I'm going to stop thinking this way. I'm going to stop living this way. Then you will become attractive enough for the things that are, that are for the mature audience only. The second part of that enough is enough. Are you attractive enough? Is enough's enough, meaning God is enough. You know you're attractive enough for marriage when enough is enough. When God is enough for you. Like there's a something that's something attractive about contentment. That's what made my wife so attractive. She loved God more than me. In the beginning, there was nothing. There was no type of game I could spit. There was nothing I could do that can shake her off of God being enough for her. That made her even more attractive. When God is enough for you, you're not desperate for anything. When you're content in God, you're not chasing anything because he's enough. But in order to become attractive enough for marriage, attractive enough for ministry, attractive enough for management, attractive enough for um, money or anything, enough must be enough. You got to say, I have, a, I'm, 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 enough is enough when it comes to these bad habits. Enough is enough for this bad relationship. Enough is enough for this. And you know what? God is enough for me. That's when you become attractive enough for the major things. Let's keep going. Anything on that, BD? Um, not the major, but yeah, that that is. Um, I think that's a, a a major one. I know, speaking from a male perspective, uh, when it comes to a female, like that is one of the most attractive things is when you know one something that's not necessarily attractive is when you meet somebody or a female. And she's like immediately just latching on to you and she's just like all into <clears> you. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's kind of cool for a quick second, but then it's kind of like, eh. And that's where that, you know, enough is enough. Like when God is enough for you, when you are content in God and when, in your relationship with God, no matter what dude comes along, you're going to be like, hey, you're cool. 
but I'm good. Like, you know what I mean? So you're not going to have that uh, clingy uh, trait, that, that, that latching on trait. And that's going to make him chase you as guys. Like we're wired to chase, right? So if you are running after God, then we have to run after you. If you're not running after God and you're just sitting still, then we don't have to chase you. You're right there. So that's right. Just wanted to drop <clears throat> yeah. that one. In when there. God is enough, man, you won't you won't try to find stuff in rough in the rough. When God's enough, you're not playing in the rough. You know what I'm saying? What I mean by the rough, you're going below where you need to be. You know, everything you need is in God. And that's, I'm telling you, when you reach that place of contentment, man, you'll be attracting all kind of things because God will be able to see that you're mature enough to send those things. I only want to attract what God sends. And I'm going to put the end anything he don't send. But when you, when God is enough, you build the discernment to be able to recognize what has his address on it. E, another E, you know you're attractive enough when you are emotionally intelligent. Nobody got time to be around somebody who does not have emotional stability. You got to be able to have emotional intelligence. You got to be able to know um, how to move emotionally. You got to be able to know how to give empathy, how to see the bigger picture, how to see things. That's what makes you attractive, especially in a marriage. If you don't have emotional intelligence in a marriage and you don't have a high EQ, and you don't have a high uh, understanding of people and emotions, anything, you're not going to be successful in anything, especially if you managing, if you're a manager of people. And as husbands, we are managers of people. <laughs> as 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 leaders, men and women, you're going to be managers of people. And in order to be attractive enough to attract the big things, the big stuff, you got to have emotional intelligence because you know who's going to give you those big stuff? People. And if you're not good with people, people ain't going to be willing to give you anything. You got to be able to pick your pockets, knowing who you're around, knowing what's around you and the emotions and different people and be able to serve empathetically those emotional needs so that when you, that makes you attractive. <clears throat> That's why people love talking to me because I'm a coach. I give good advice, but, but my emotional intelligence is at a high level. So when your emotional intelligence at a high level, you won't block your blessings because you'll treat everyone equally. You'll treat everyone with dignity and you have empathy for everyone because you understand emotions. You understand nuances. You have a certain level of, of emotional intelligence and you, you don't just want to have a good IQ. You want to have a good EQ. Okay, not on that, BD. I'll keep going. You know when you're attractive enough when in... No means no. No means no. You know you're attracting no when no means no to you. If you're not able to tell yourself no, you're not going to attract big things. Even if you attract the big things because you're attractive externally, you won't be able to keep those big things. Because those sinful habits, those, uh, the Bible says, lay aside every sin, every weight and sin. Weight and sin is two totally different things. Sin is sin, but there could be weights that's unnecessary, but they're not sin. They're just unnecessary weights. You know what I'm saying? The unnecessary things that you need to lay aside and strip yourself of so you can run your race effectively. No must mean no. If you want to be really attractive enough for whatever it is, the stuff that you want to have in life or the situations or position you want in life, you got to be able to tell yourself, no, no, I can't eat that. No, I can't do that. No needs to mean no. And no must mean no privately or you won't be able to use your no correctly publicly. Most people know how to say no publicly, but they don't know how to say no privately. It's what you say yes to privately uh, that will make people say no to you publicly. Anything on that, BD? <clears throat> Next in, 
You know you're attractive enough when you have no needs. That goes with enough is enough. No needs. Nobody wants to be around a needy person. You know you're attractive enough when you are content in God and content in yourself. Next point. You know you're attractive enough when, oh, you're one and only. That's for marriage. You're a one and only person. You don't want no sides. You don't want no side pieces. You don't want no sides, man. You good. The main dish is the main dish. And most people, they leave their 80 for the 20 and they lose the 80. And then when you recognize all you have left is 20%, now it's too hard. It's too late to try to get the 80. So what I'm saying, you got to be a one only person. You got That makes you attractive. Faithfulness makes you attractive. And that's dangerous because being faithful makes you attractive to other things as well. Because there's some women out there, some men out there that can't stand when you don't uh, 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 attach yourself to their baits. So in order to, <clears throat> you know you're attractive enough when you're a one and only. Anything on that, BD? Yeah, that one I think um, skews towards the men a little bit. Not to say that there aren't uh, women who go through the same thing, but that one for sure as a man, like before you, you know, talk about being attractive and for like a marriage type situation, Definitely make sure that you are prepared for that being the only person that you're going to be with for the rest of your life. I think a lot of times, you know, we don't really, you know, you get caught up in, you know, oh, the marriage and the wedding and all this stuff like that. Take into consideration, make sure you're ready for that to be the only person. And like Josh said, that's a good point. When you are that person and when you are like all about your wife and you repping your wife and you're good that makes you attractive to other females. I don't know why, but it does. They be that that that's when they want to try. That's when they want to so, try. Regardless, still keep your guard up. Make sure you're strong. It's just that you got to be ready for you that gotta, to be your one and only. You got to you got to listen, man. Don't get so infatuated with your boo that you don't got your mind right. Because I'm telling you, man, you got to be mentally strong. And and you got to understand, fellas, that <clears throat> your wife ain't going to have everything. But she will right. be your everything. Okay? So right. what I mean by that is there's gonna be women that's gonna have better assets than your wife. That's just that's just common sense. You know, that just is what it is. But when you recognize this is the one that God has for you, then you'll be like, she has everything you need for you. Right. Because because if you don't have that mindset now, the next the next big booty this and the next big, you know, big this and that and and or slimmer this or whatever that comes walking away, walking around. You'll be thrown off your off your balance because you haven't allowed your mind to be renewed to see your wife for who she really is. Your wife was not meant to be someone to sex. Your wife wasn't meant to just be only that. You see what I'm saying? Or to be only a person of pleasure for you to make your food and stuff. She's a person. That's what we talked about. You got to be an extractor. You got to be focused on, I'm going, I'm only here for you, babe. And I'm here to extract out of you every single thing that God has placed in you. I ain't worrying about nobody else. But if you don't have that mindset, man, then women will come try you and, you, and and it is what it is. You're gonna always be more attractive because women, if you if you are about your wife and they can see that you're faithful, they feel like I want you. Because if you if you this way to her, you'll be this way to me. But any man, any man you pull away from your family lied to you through their actions. You see what I'm saying? Because a real man can't be pulled from his wife. Can't be. So any man you pull from another woman, you lost. Because at least she getting half. Anyway, <clears throat> <laughs> you 
You know you're attractive enough when the other O, you're one of a kind. It's that simple. If you're a copy of somebody else, you just you just cut your value in half. It's simple as that. You are attractive enough for the things, the big things, when you're one of a kind. You must be one of a kind. You must be okay with being you. Because I only want what God has exclusively for me. I don't want what God has for BD. I don't want what God has for anyone else. I want only what God has for me. So in order to attract, to be attractive enough, you got to be one of a kind. Anything on that, BD? Mm-hmm. Next, you, you know you're attractive enough when you, you're underneath the right accountability. And you understand the things of God. That's what makes you more attractive enough. <clears throat> Listen, you got to be under the right kind of accountability. You can't be underneath someone that's, that, that's uh, in characters underneath you. You see what I'm saying? You got to be underneath someone that's proven. You got to be underneath someone that'll be willing to check you. That say, man, you tripping. Man, you doing this wrong. Young lady, you ain't doing this right. You got to be underneath the right accountability because accountability will make sure you're not uh, uh, audited by the IRS. You know you're attractive enough when you understand the things of God. Because if you understand the things of God, you'll understand the ways of God. If you understand the ways of God, I don't even have nothing else for that. Anyway, when you understand the things of God... (laughs) You'll be able to manage anything because he holds the definition of everything. If you understand how God does things and how God wants you to do things, you will become even more attractive, even in the world of sectors. Because if you work unto the Lord, you will always meet the expectations of your managers. If you work unto the master, you will meet every expectation of your managers. So if you know the things of God and you work according to the Lord, you will meet, you will exceed the expectation of others. Look at Joseph. Look at Daniel. You see what I'm saying? These individuals, Moses, all of them superseded even in the world sectors because they did things unto the Lord. You know you're attractive enough when G, you're submitted to God and you're and you're constantly growing. That's self self-explanatory. And H, you know you're attractive enough when you're held up by good habits. Look under you. What what habits are holding you up? You are only the sum total of your habits. You will never go beyond your habits. You know you're attractive enough when enough is enough and you're emotionally intelligent. You know you're attractive enough when no means no and you have no needs. You know you're attractive enough when you're a one and only kind of guy and gal and one of a kind. You know you're attractive enough when you're underneath the proper accountability and you understand the things of God. You know you're attractive enough when you submitted to God and you're in constant growth. Constant growth means every day you endeavor to be a better version of yourself. You know you're attractive enough. Last but not least, you're held up by good habits. That's all I got for you, BD. All right. Well, I definitely think that was um, some good content there. I hope that added value to you guys. Um, and and hop in the comments and let us know, you know, what which points you know stood out to you and 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 really you know spoke to you, and you know will help you going forward. Let us know. Um, other than that, I think we're going to transition into today's this or that. Mm-hmm. So one of these items has to go forever. Mm. So you have to be, have to think about it. You have to think about it. All right. So today's this or that is going to be. In the Christian music genre. Mm. One of these two has to go. Either Christian hip-hop 
or gospel. Ooh. Hmm. One of them has to go. I seen that I always start these segments. Let me jump in. C-H-H. Mm-hmm. From the conceptions of when I was first introduced to gospel gangsters. Ooh. Gospel gangsters. Gospel gangsters reached me at an age where I thought I was going to lose myself. Because, man, I couldn't work out to Kurt Franklin doom, 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 all the time. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Stomp. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, gospel gangsters was just it, just, it just, it just opened my eyes to a new realm. I didn't no longer had to lo- listen to little Chris and the East Side Boys, little John. Well, I, I did, but I didn't, I didn't have to. <laughs> but I had an alternative. I had an option, okay? Right. CHH is tough, man, because it was whack in the beginning, but now it's better now. Right. And, and, oh, man, I mean, who are your top three? Who are your top three favorite Christian hip-hop artists? Well, do you have, um, do you have three? No. <laughs> I do listen to Christian hip-hop on occasion, okay? <laughs> definitely. On occasion. <laughs> <clears throat> um, definitely Andy, uh, Andy Mineo is number one for me. Um. Number two. Chance the rapper. I've got it. (laughs) Kanye. (laughs) No. (laughs) Actually, no. I mean, geez, I guess I don't have a whole lot. I mean, I've got a couple, but I'm trying to think of who. I don't know. I like Lecrae. He would be in my top three. I'm trying to determine if he's two or three. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm, that's a tough one. Maybe we should have did that on another segment. Sorry, I threw, I threw you another. Yeah, you kind of. Yeah, We'll save that to a, to a, to a for a top five. Um, if y'all even care about that, uh, that's a certain group of. But gospel, BD. Mm-hmm. Now behold the Lamb. Break every chain. Break every chain. <laughs> Yeah, man. man. Uh, the storm is over. Whoo, bruh. Honestly, this is uh, this is tough. But, bro, CHH got to go. CHH don't bring you through no storms, bruh. <laughs> Rap don't get you through no trials and tribulations. Be of good cheer and uh. overcome the world. But, no, man. Gospel, not not the G-A-Y gospel. We ain't talking <laughs> about not, not that. No, not that type. Because there's some type of gospel that's just too happy. I'm like, bruh. Okay. And uh, you know why I think... This is my theory, and please understand, this is coming from a place of love. I think the reason why there's a lot of of, of people of that um, uh, lifestyle in gospel, mm-hmm. men-wise, because God is considered a male. You know, God is considered like a man figure, so it's easy to sing songs like that. <laughs> and that makes it so perverted. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be very careful even with gospel music because some of these people are channeling a, a bad type of spirit Mm-mm. because they're, because there's a male figure and they can make lyrics that makes it sound like, you see? Come on now. Anyway. But, man, gospel, man, you can't... Oh, man. Um, bruh. Man, let me go to my... Let me go to my Spotify and pull up some stuff, bruh. 
Ah, uh, that's too much time. I can't do it. But bro, I'm sorry. CHA's got to go. I mean, I mean, of course, of course. What are, what are you gonna lift to? I know. Uh, but man, when it comes to life, bro, mm. I don't know, man. That's tough because man, it's hard to lift weights to worship <laughs> to worship music. But if I if I had to choose one because of what comes with life, mm-hmm. man, CHH got to go, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man, because God, oh, uh, well, that's tough, man. But, man, I, I mean, bro, what's going to get you through storms, bro? Yeah. Well, what's going to get you through that weightlifting session? What's gonna get you crunk as you go to go who? The baby. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I initially just wanted to just do straight rapping or singing. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Because you're right. <laughs> I'm back in the middle. Let's go home. <laughs> man, them kids been they be doing their TikToks. I'm like, man, the baby, nice, bro. I I can't rap like him. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's catchy stuff, bro. Rapping or singing? Cross the board. Rapping. Singing gotta go, bro. I don't got this. So you gotta go. Singing gotta go. Wow. When you get into the big genre, man, nobody got time. Who, who I'm gonna listen to? <laughs> singing wise. Like, think about it. You know what kind of matter of a man you would be if all you listened to was singing? <laughs> yeah. Singing gotta but. But oh man, the choirs. Oh, the choirs. <clears throat> I mean, you know, when you chilling with your significant other, maybe you want to kind of, you know, set the vibe. You know, chill vibes. Maybe you don't want the baby, you know, blasting through your speakers. You know, bro, that's tough, man. <clears throat> I'm just saying. Then, uh, man, if you look at it like that, man, rapping kind of got to go. Or unless I get singing featuring a rapper. Does that get <laughs> Nope, there's no rapping. There's only singing. Let's think about this, though. I have been more moved and impacted by singing than I have by rapping. Rapping is an exclusive. It's when you're about to go hoop, mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're about to go lift, mm-hmm. and when you just trying to get crunk. Or excited. But singing covers about 80% of the rest of life. I can lift without music. I mean, you can still lift without music. You know what I'm saying? You can still lift without rap. You know what I'm Like, that just means you just got poor discipline if you need music all the time, you know? Right. But man, we, how you gonna get hyped to hoot, bro? Imagine in the layup line. Nothing <laughs> 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 but singing, bro. Some smooth R&B <laughs> contemporary. <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, like I said, one of these got to go. Uh, it's tough. Dang, all the rappers that have to go with it. Oh. Oh, boy. Wow. Ima- oh. Imagine imagine, Lil Wayne as a singer. <laughs> imagine if all the rappers still loved music <laughs> mm-hmm. and had to become... He probably wouldn't have tattoos. He probably wouldn't be on lean. It's gotta go. This or that. This may be the first time in history. <laughs> ah. This and that. No. 
Well, uh, well let, okay, you tell me yours while I think. <clears throat> um, it's tough, man. That's tough, bro. Like, I really need both. I need both. There's just a time for both. Which one gets but... the bulk? Which which one entertains you or helps you the mo- the bulk the most? It's like it's two sides of your boy. Like, you know what I mean? I There's that side where like I'm that dude and I'm just riding out and I just need to, you know what I'm saying? Like here's somebody like <clears throat> get that I'm just like you can't stop me. Yeah. Oh, but then there's those, that. Oh, when I get to petty mode, bro. You know? What am I going like to do? That. Dang. But, but then there's that time when, you know, I'm chilling, you know, I'm feeling more sentimental. Might be chilling with the lady or might be trying to get into worship with the Lord. Or I need that that singing aspect. It is it's tough. I need both of those. Wow, that this might have been the toughest one. That you might have to watch to the next episode to get answered. <laughs> you might have to wait to. It's that balance. Like without either one of these, I'm imbalanced. If I'm if I don't have singing and I'm just listening to rapping all the time, I'm gonna be like too braggadocious and prideful. Mm. You listen to singing all the time, I, you're gonna be all soft and sensual. Soft and you know, Sense. soft and passive and not making moves. Ah, rap gotta stay, bro. I make. I'm in my. I, I'm in a phase of my life where I'm out to get it. Right. You understand? I don't think they understand how 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 obsessed I am with greatness. I don't. I don't think they get it. You know, if you go to my YouTube channel, you got it. You know, I'm I'm going to make it. You know, and and singing just doesn't pull it out of you. So yeah. if we'll do this, we'll do this again probably when I have kids and they're 14, daughters, getting old, then we'll probably do this episode again, this part. But right now, singing got to go because I'm out to get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I, I, I'm, in a, I'm in a different vibe in my stage of life, man. I, I got to go get it, bro. So yeah. I got to take singing away, bro. I don't need no worship right now. I could just talk to God. I don't need no music to talk to God, bro. I'm talking to God about money moves, <clears throat> major moves, marriage moves, ministry moves. I can't do that with singing, bro. How are you gonna get creative? How can you be creative with singing? <sighs> yeah, that maybe for maybe for ladies. Nah, there's a lot of entrepreneurial ladies out there too. Can't can't I can't uh, generalize women like that. In this stage of my life, bro, I need rapping more than I need singing. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I think initially I did think that um, I did kind of think I was going to go with singing because I sing. And so therefore I like listening to R&B and singing. But really, when I think about it, like, yeah, right now I kind of do. I like I need I need that rapping because when I'm out trying to get it, I'm trying to make moves and stuff like that. Like, there's nothing like having that rap music when I'm working out, when I'm riding, you know, to work. Like, I'm about to kill it today. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You just kind of need that. But when I've gotten gotten, then I need that worship. <laughs> when I got gotten by the trial, I got gotten right. by something. <laughs> oh, forget that rapping. Right. 
I'm travailed. I'm prostrated, bro. But if I could only have one right now, I don't know. I think I'd still take rap just because I needed more. I needed more right now, man. And uh, we're just out to get it. I mean, that's the only way, you know, I, I get to work sometime, bro. <laughs> I'm like, man, I need, right. I need that rap, bro. Because if I'm tired, because I worked hard the night before and I'm listening to singing, I'm sleep. I'm sleeping oh, while I'm driving. <laughs> Yeah, man. Singing got to go for right now, man. I could do without it. Because I don't need singing to talk to God. Some people need worship for God. I don't need worship music for God. My life's a life. Right. My life's worship. So. Right. But when it comes to that getting, making moves, I need that rap, bro. That might be the one of the toughest, like, this or that, so <clears throat> this got to go, or one's got to go. That might be one of the toughest ones we've had. That's a tough one, bro, because you need them both. Like, but I mean, but though music is based upon periods of life. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So when you're going through a breakup, you're not going to listen to rap. You know, when you're going through a tough season, I'm going to listen to rap. But when you're in a good place in life and you're working in a surplus of energy, <clears throat> you're trying to make it happen. Now, behold, the lamb ain't going to do it for you. The Lamb of right. God would make do it. <laughs> I'm the Lamb of God. <laughs> man. That's a tough one, man. Hey, hop in the comments and let us know which one for you has to go, rapping or singing. And let us know why, because I'm still kind of torn. I said rapping, but... <sighs> it ain't not like that good worship, man. It ain't not like that good, that good singing, man. I mean, even with Kanye, some of Kanye's stuff, man, when I watch the uh, stuff that he does... I mean, when you put a choir with anything, when you put a choir, like choirs are just amazing, bro. When you just hear voice, like, and music behind it, man, it's it's a powerful tool. It's a dangerous tool. I mean, anybody can pervert that tool for perversion. You know what I'm saying? And so, <clears throat> I'm not saying I'm not trying to exclusively put that on Kanye. Don't so don't don't get at me about that. But what I'm just saying is that's how powerful music is because it's able to affect the soul. And right. so. Where my soul is, my soul is trying to get it. So I need a different type of, you know, beat. Right. Yeah, that's tough, BD. <clears throat> All right. Well, anyway, uh, J.E., do you have a weekly nugget of truth? I sure, I sure do, man. If you want to add to your life, you got to make subtractions. That's simple. Um, the best way to do addition is through subtraction. And um, a lot of, uh, of people out there are self-sabotaging themselves because they're afraid to remove things. Listen, man, life is, you only get one shot at this, man. And I don't want to live a life and I get to God. The number one thing that fears me above anything outside of the fear of God is to stand before the one, uh, stand before God and God shows me everything I could have done, everything I could have attracted. Uh, that right there makes me want to go get it now because I refuse to be at the end or the beginning or the cusp <clears throat> of eternity and realize I didn't leave everything down here on earth. So I challenge you um, to have a conversation with God and say, God, am I am I prepared to die empty or am I so caught up on living full that I'm going to leave? I'm going to take everything with me. And so. The best way to make yourself more attractive for the things of God is to attract the things that are against God so that you can really live a full life but die empty. That's all I got, BD. All right, and that is all we have got for you guys here today here at the Good Guys Podcast. I hope you guys <clears throat> enjoyed 
today's episode. I hope it added value. I hope it gave you a couple laughs. Um, if it did, if you enjoyed the episode, subscribe to the Good Guys Podcast. Hit that subscribe button and hit the bell so that you get post notifications so that you know whenever we drop new comments. All right, smash that like button, everybody. If you don't do anything else, just smash the like button. Help us out. Give us the like button, okay? Hop in the comments, interact with us. Let us know whether rapping or singing has to go. Let us know uh, what kind of things make you attractive or what you got from today's episode, okay? Other than that, uh, that's all we've got here today. I am a humble father of four. He is Joshua Ezzy Slim Rev, happily married. Both of us are happily married. All right. We're the Good Guys Podcast. And we are out. Peace.